The Fight Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, Louisiana, and New York. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $10, and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We'll support you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We'll also support you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy has a $100,000 guaranteed contest for the big game. Plus, a 100% instant deposit match at ThriveFantasy.com using the promo code SGP. We'll support you by Stable Jewel. Stable Jewel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableJewel.com to get started today. We'll support you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free-to-play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for your chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today over at BetterFantasy.com slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app and enter the free Super Bowl props contest for your chance to win $100,000. Well, it is the biggest fight in the history of Australia and New Zealand, and the undisputed middleweight championship is at stake. Back in 2017, Robert Whitaker became Australia's first UFC champion. Since then, a bona fide superstar has emerged. Enter the last style vendor, Israel Adesanya. Robert, he does not want to let everyone down. He's in his own country. He doesn't want to let everyone down. Robert Whittaker with a nation on his shoulders against a man who has taken the sport by storm. You put two of the best strikers in the world together. Someone's going to get caught. goes to the last style bender but perhaps these two gentlemen are destined to fight again I can beat him honest to god I have the skill sets to beat him trust me when I say I'm not going anywhere You are listening to The Fight Show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can follow my Twitter account. I am 
at SGP Soccer. I'm your host of the Soccer Gambling Podcast. And you can also follow me at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. That is the Twitter account for my premium service, LockBetting.com. On one Twitter account, I primarily tweet about soccer, so all of my soccer podcast information is there, plus my soccer free plays. And on at LockBetting.com, you can see the P&Ls from the LockBetting.com website. It is the place where I have delivered 104 months in a row of Transparent Track Profit. I'm four months away from saying I haven't had a single losing month in sports betting for nine years. That is legit. You can see all of the P&Ls. You can go to the pin tweet at lockbetting.com. It takes you to the lockbetting.com site. And at the bottom, you can click the tag for P&Ls and you can see all of the previous P&Ls. No place to run, no place to hide. I'm fully transparent. It's 2022. If I wasn't, I would be cancelled or I would be called out. There's no place to hide from the woke people of this world. And that's not what I need to do because I'm 100% legit. So if I was adding plays that weren't real or taking away plays that I didn't give out, or if I was anyway fudging my PL, I would be called out on it. And I haven't been because I've genuinely delivered 104 months in a row of transparent track profit. And I'm on my way to month number 105. So sign up at the service at lockbetting.com. Obviously, this is going to be a huge weekend. We have domestic soccer action. We have NBA every single night. We have Champions League coming back in midweek. We have the Super Bowl on Sunday. And of course, you are here to listen to my preview of UFC 271. I'm going to be covering the three main fights here on this card. And we will, of course, begin with the main event as Israel Adesanya takes on Robert Whittaker, where... Israel Adesanya is the 2 to 5 favorite to win the fight. It's 2 to 1 on Robert Whitaker. Israel Adesanya is available at 13 to 8 to win this via TKO KO in the method of victory market, whereas Robert Whitaker is available here at 11 to 2. Izzy is 18 to 1 via a submission, whereas Whitaker is available at 11 to 1. Israel Adesanya is available at 2-1 to one to win this via a decision. And Robert Whittaker is available here at 5-1. to one. Looking at the total round markets, we'll begin with over 2.5, which is 1-2. to two. It's 6-4 to four for under 2.5 rounds. And then we have over 3.5 here at 8-11 with under 3.5 at evens. It's under 4.5 here at 4-5 to five with over 4.5 at 10-11. to 11. And the fight to go to distance, yes, which is the additional two and a half minutes. That's at 11 to 10 with no available here at four to five. I think that um, this is going to be a longer fight than last time. Rematches often are. I think the two guys are going to be a lot more wary of each other, especially Whitaker. Whitaker has admitted that he got dragged into a brawl. Now, Whitaker rates himself as a top-level striker, obviously. But even he will know he's not at the level of Israel Adesanya. And in order to do better in this fight, he's got to go to Israel's weakness. The blueprint is out there in terms of how you beat Israel Adesanya because his O has gone. Granted, 
He stepped up ridiculously at a different weight level to try and be the champ champ. It was a, probably a step too far. And he ended up getting beaten by Jan Blakowicz. But the what the thing that Blakowicz did, that was the blueprint in terms of how to beat Izzy. Take the striking away, utilise the wrestling, keep him down to the ground. And yes, it was boring and it wasn't too much fun to watch. But at the end of the day, the W is what you want to get. And there is a way to beat Israel Adesanya. We know that now. It's very different to... What happened last time out when Robert Whittaker faced this invincible force? Now, obviously, Israel Adesanya is still a top-level fighter. He's still in the conversation as to who is the number one pound-for-pound pound at the moment, no doubt about it. That loss to uh, Jan Blakowicz doesn't take that away from him in any way because he did step up ridiculously to try and win the UFC light heavyweight championship. And if you look at Israel Adesanya's body, you know that he shouldn't be going for the light heavyweight title. But he did rebound last time out by getting another win over Marvin Vittori. It was very, very comfortable for Izzy. And I think that's going to be his method to victory, as or his route to victory, sorry. And as for um, as for Robert Whittaker, I think he's going to need to to take his time here. I think he's not going to want to get into a striking back, battle again with Izzy. Yes, of course, these two guys will meet each other on the feet, but he's got to utilise his wrestling. He is the better wrestler here. He's got to do something different, and he's got to find a way to win this on the scorecards without getting into a striking battle with Izzy, because Izzy's going to be able to outstrike him all of the time. I think that is how it's going to play out. I think Whitaker will do different things in this fight. I think he will even be able to win a round or two when he does get his hands on Izzy and does utilise that wrestling. But I think inevitably, Izzy's striking is going to be good enough to keep Whitaker at bay. Izzy now fights more conservatively at this level. When we saw Izzy at the beginning, there was a lot of flash knockouts, a lot of high, highlight reel stuff. We don't really see that anymore. He wants to stay on top. So I don't see the point of, um, and he doesn't see the point of taking big risks. His fights aren't particularly exciting at this point in his career. But look, his main event pay-per-views and that's where he wants to stay that's where the big money is at all he needs to do is win if the knockout's there it's there if somebody leaves himself completely exposed and vulnerable like Whitaker could do going for broke in the later rounds then, then Izzy will be able to get the finish but I don't think that's going to be the case I think things are going to be still pretty tight and pretty up for grabs as we head towards the championship rounds and therefore my main bet here is for the fight to get there I think over three and a half rounds is a very safe way to play this fight. If you want, you can take this fight to go the distance. That's where you get plus money. But I don't see the point of, of making yourself navigate the last seven and a half minutes where Izzy's going to be a little bit more dangerous and Whitaker's going to have more of an idea as to how the fight's going and Izzy, and he may even go for broke like he did from the beginning last time. He may go for broke in the last seven and a half minutes, but at this point, you would have already cashed your money by going in this direction and just taking the over three and a half. I think the fight is won by Israel Adesanya on the card, so I'd also have a little sprinkle on that. But ultimately, the best way to play this would be to take the over three and a half rounds. I think that Israel Adesanya feels that Robert Whittaker is going to do something different in this fight. I think he feels the same way that I do. Uh, I actually have some comments where Israel Adesanya is talking about how he think the, thinks the fight is going to play out. And it sort of goes hand in hand with my prediction here for the fight to go over three and a half rounds. So have a listen to this. And Izzy, it's been a different approach, I feel like, uh, for you this time. A little more relaxed, um, not as much 
talking. I can just see how patient and relaxed you are going into this one. Why have you chosen maybe not to, to talk as much and try to play mind games with, with Robert Whitaker this time around? Um, I wasn't trying at first the first time because you was talking shit low-key. And I don't just sit there and take it. I retaliate. But after I whooped his ass, he really can't say much this time. So there's nothing for me to say. So I've just sat in my power and just done my own work. Obviously, in a rematch, Izzy, it's on the loser of the first fight to make adjustments for the second fight. So obviously, you can anticipate a different looking Robert Whitaker. How did that affect your game planning going into this one? It doesn't. Uh, the first fight, I didn't even use my game plan. I called an audible. I freestyled that one. Um, but we have a, a systematic approach to dismantling him in three different ways. So, yeah, uh, same, same, but different. Champ, we're about 36 hours from the fight. How was the weight cut? You seem to be, like, tired, like, a little bit, like, I'm ready to go and get recovered. What does the next 24 hours look like for you, Champ? Yeah. This, I'm honestly surprised at what my body can do, man. Like, my body subconsciously knows what we're about to do, so it just does what it does to drop the weight. Like, I'm astonished. Uh, like, kind of like a dog in the car when it sees the dog park. It gets excited, and you just have to, you know, just chill, dog. Relax. But, yeah, that's how my body just feels going into this fight, and the weight cut was just magic. You know, going back down to 185 in the last fight, yesterday you said... A willing dance partner lost for Israel Adesanya to really put on the show, to show off, because that's what you like to do. Do you believe, because of the way the first fight went down, that Robert Whitaker is going to be a little more cautious and not allow for you to show off like Israel Adesanya likes to do? No, I don't think so. I think the first round is going to be a lot, a lot patient, but then once he realizes that's a bad idea... Um, because he's getting touched from distance. He's going to try and close the distance by shooting, and I'll make it um, aware that that's a bad idea as well. What's up, champ? You know, I got to ask you, in the climate of the way the world is today, have you still been having to find ways to modify the way that you prepare for these fights, or have things got a bit back down to normal in New Zealand? Um, for us, luckily for my camp, things were kind of back to normal. Uh, in a sense, but yeah, um, even with the uh, restrictions we had for my teammates' fights, we still found ways to make it work because it's all a game. So yeah, I play the game. And I got to ask you, you know, obviously you're focused on Robert Whitaker right now. You got Derek Brunson and, and Cannonier waiting in the wings. You got Sean Strickland making waves um, just, just past those guys. Is there anybody in particular that you're looking to maybe want to get in there with after you get after you get done with this fight on Saturday? Or are you just solely focused on Robert? I'm focused on Whitaker. I don't look past him because obviously you should you know this, Mike. Um, if you look past the, this guy and you and you don't make it past this guy, then all those plans you had null and void so yeah i saw jared backstage i said you know i like fresh meat and sean's you know that's easy money and also he talks a lot so that's big money big easy money and uh yeah anyone can get it anyone can get it so there you go he's talking about whitaker taking the patient approach for the first round and then obviously it's all fighter talk from there where he's talking about how Whitaker will work out that that's not going to work and how nothing's going to work for him. Obviously, that that's fighter talk. That's what they have to say. 
That's just um, projecting confidence there. And there's no doubt that this guy is confident. He's only had one loss. He's calling out other people already, or he said he's not looking ahead. But at the same time, he did address the opponents that he's looking ahead to, and he expects to beat all of them. And I have no doubt that's legit. But also, at the same time, I don't think that he really thinks that after his loss last time and going away to make adjustments that Robert Whittaker is going to run out of ideas after round one, that he's going to come in and try and do something different and realise after five minutes that that isn't going to work. I think Robert Whittaker is going to have success with his wrestling and changing up his style and having a more cautious approach. And even if he doesn't, all we really need here is for this to be a little bit more cagey. Whether Whitaker's successful with his adjustments, that doesn't matter to us. All we need for the guy to do is not get knocked out in this fight for the first 17 and a half minutes. Whatever happens in the last seven and a half minutes doesn't matter to us. Unless, of course, we're taking Israel Adesanya on the cards as well. And as I said, I can't see past that. Obviously, when you're in there with a guy like Izzy, the knockout is always on the card. He's capable of doing it. But that's more likely to happen if Whitaker puts it on a plate for him. And I think we see a cautious approach from both fighters. And look, this is this is tried and tested. This is often the case. We see second fight, third fight, always getting a little bit cagier. We saw it recently with uh, Moreno and Figueroa going to the cards. We saw Rose Namajunas beating Welly Zhang on the cards after winning with a KO in the first fight that they had. So we do see this quite often where fighters do work each other out. We see a more cagey fight the second time round or the third time round. And I think that's what we'll see. And I think we'll be good getting to those championship rounds here with uh, Israel Adesanya eventually winning this one on the scorecards. Moving on to the co-main event, it's Derek Lewis taking on Tai Tuavasa where Derek Lewis is the 8-15 favourite, and it's 6-4 on Tai Tuavasa. Derek Lewis is 4-5 to five to win this by TKO KO, whereas Tai Tuavasa is at 5-2. Oh, both fighters 20-1 via a submission, and both guys 7-1 via a decision. The over-under here is 11-8 um, on over 1.5 rounds, and 8-15 on under 1.5 rounds. So, the books are very much expecting this to be done and dusted inside the first seven and a half minutes of the fight. And I actually like Ty Tuavasa here as an underdog. I think there's some serious value on him here at 6-4 to four plus 150. If there's anyone who could hit Derek Lewis head on in the heavyweight division, it's Ty Tuavasa. The man is pretty durable. His only technical knockout loss came against Junior Dos Santos a man who destroyed Lewis, quite frankly, and he hits hard enough to put Lewis to sleep and is more than compact with his punches, making him a pretty worthwhile investment here. I don't have this fight as wide as this. Obviously, we see wider lines than this in UFC, but Derek Lewis being 1-2 to two and tied to Avassa being available at 6-4, to four, yes, I think Lewis should be the favourite, but I think Tuavasa has a real shot here. And obviously, I'll probably be taking this as a knockout as opposed to any other method of victory. He's not going to win via submission. It's very unlikely to go to the cards. So why wouldn't you just take the 5-2 to two plus 250 here on Tai Tuavasa to, to get the KO or TKO and put Derek Lewis on his ass here? I think you have to take the underdog 
in this fight because I do think he has a real chance of getting it done. Obviously, if you're looking at Lewis and you really fancy him, then you'll be looking at Amir as a parlay piece, unless you're a big money gambler here who can take minus 200 and be quite happy with that return. But I wouldn't be backing Derek Lewis here. I don't think there's any value at minus 200. I think the value's all the other way. And I think Ty Tuavasa has a genuine chance of knocking Derek Lewis out here. And that's what I'm going to be taking at plus 255 to 2 for the TKO KO for the underdog. The final fight we're going to look at here is a very interesting one where Jared Cannonier takes on Derek Brunson. And Cannonier is the 8 to 13 favorite here. You can get this at 4 to 6 still in some places if you shop around. And it's 11 to 8 on Brunson. Method of victory has Cannonier via TKO KO at 6 to 5. With Bronson at 7-1, to one. it's 20-1 to one submission for Cannonier and 10-1 uh, to one Bronson. It's 4-1 to one decision for Cannonier and 5-2 to two on Bronson. I think the odds pretty much tell you how this fight is going to play out. Just to do the over-under rounds, just to be completist. Um, over one and a half rounds is at 4-6. to six. Under one and a half rounds is at 6-5. to five. Under two and a half rounds is at four to six and over two and a half rounds is at 11 to 10 with the fight to go to distance. Yes, at 11 to eight and no at four to seven. It has to be Cannoneer via TKO KO. If it's not, it's probably going to be Brunson on the cards. If Brunson gets to the scorecards, that means he's implemented a game plan here to neutralize Jared Cannoneer's striking and has managed to find a way to take it to the cards, neutralize the better striker, and win this via a decision. There is a way that Cannoneer can win this via a decision, which would just mean outstriking Bronson without finding the finish. But if Bronson cannot get his wrestling going, I think that Cannoneer might steamroll him with just straight punching, because I don't think that Brunson can hang with him here on the feet if they stay on their feet here for a majority here of this fight. The problem that Brunson is going to have is Cannoneer has been really hard to take down, almost impossible to take down at middleweight. But Brunson has shown that he's quite capable of finding a good mix between wrestling and striking, although his striking can look a little bit awkward at times. And I think he can pose a, a, a difficult puzzle here for Jared Cannonier to, to have to solve. I just feel that I need to watch this fight for a minute or two before I really know how this one's going to play out. I think Cannonier is the initial pick. I think there's enough value there, 8-13 to 13 or 4-6, to six just to take him as a straight-out pick. But I think the first minute or two, maybe even the first minute of round one, will dictate how it goes. Bronson will likely stand with, with Cannonier at the start and draw out some strikes. But maybe if he gets cracked, he'll shoot in. And if he can keep Cannonier down or, or keep taking him down from that point, I'm fairly certain that he will just break Cannonier's cardio and we will see Brunson grinding out the win. But if if Cannonier can can sh- can um, shut those takedown attempts and and force Brunson to spend long stretches standing and have to, to have to punch with him, I think that there's only going to be one winner here. And he's a consistent striker. He's shown his consistency lately, and I think at some point he will manage to find himself getting that that TKO. This fight could definitely go into the the latter part of the fight. I think it could easily get past round one into the the second half of round two. So over one and a half could be a way here to bet this fight. If I recall, that was available at 
8 to 13, or sorry, it's available at 4 to 6. So there could be some value on that here as Brunson tries to work out whether he's able to succeed with the takedowns or whether he has to get into a a striking battle. We will see that develop at the start of the fight. And then once it develops into a striking battle, I think Cannonier will be able to get the stoppage. But I don't think that's going to come early in the fight. I think we are going to see a little bit of chess here off the bat. But ultimately, I think Cannonier has to be the play. But once again, I think we'll see more as to how this will develop after the first couple of minutes so initially I'm going to lean over one and a half and I'm also going to lean on Jared Cannonier here to win this fight closing out with my lock on the show I'm going to go back to the main event I like Israel Adesanya to win this one on the scorecards however the blueprint is there in terms of how you beat Izzy although it's not been done at his weight class so I'm going to play it safe and I'm going to take over 3.5 rounds so that's the fight to get two and a half minutes into the championship rounds once that's done you win this play and that one is available here at 8 to 11 that's it for me in this edition of the fight show don't forget to check out all of my other content i'm going to leave you with a clip from the israel adesanya press conference Obviously, it's fight week. A lot of questions are asked to these fighters. And during this press conference, Israel Adesanya was randomly asked about Joe Rogan. Now, I'm a Joe Rogan supporter. I've been open about that on my Twitter account. I've always listened to to Joe Rogan over the years. So this isn't just me jumping on a bandwagon because I hate bandwagon jumpers. And I support him at the moment. He seems to be the the number one target at the moment for cancel culture. I don't understand why Um, he has interviewed people on both sides of the argument, whether it be pro-vax or or anti-vax it just seems like the the anti-vax interviews that he's done are getting a little bit more attention because everybody wants to cancel people in this day and age and um to try and to try and portray joe rogan as a racist which is the newest thing is absolutely ridiculous and israel adesanya agrees and i'm going to leave you with the clip here to end this edition of the fight show have a listen to this I had a question for you around uh, Joe Rogan. There's been a lot of controversy uh, with him. Uh, First off, let me take this one. Hold up. I'm black. I can take this one. Look. Okay. Uh, what, what were no, no. There's, a, there's a lot of cunts in this game. There's a lot of snakes in this game. I've been in this fight game since 2008. And Joe Rogan is one of the nicest, coolest, humble motherfuckers I've had the pleasure of working with. Understand that. And you know, it's just... Fuck the noise, man. You know what they're trying to do. You can't control the man, and he's got the biggest platform in the world right now. So that's my nigga, Joe Rogan. Fuck the noise. Uh, going off that, going off that, what words of advice would you give to Joe Rogan to shut out all the noise around him? Do what I said. Fuck the noise. Just keep doing you, Joe. Have some mushrooms. Keep doing you. Thank you.